words came. Well, first of all, remember uh, healing in the streets. That was a prophetic word God gave us. Well, out of our heart that morning as we prayed came uh, uh, about praise in the streets. That and, uh, and, and when I prayed it, I immediately remembered something that had happened that week. I was standing out in front of Northport Diner waiting on Pastor to pay out, and I was looking at the showcase, and uh, this lady, this lady walked by, and I mean, she was... She was praise God, thank you, Jesus. I mean, she was just a praising God. And so I just got in there with her when she walked right in front of me. And I said, hallelujah, yes, praise his name, glory to God, we do. And she kind of looked back, you know, and kind of gave, and she just kept a plugging and kept a going. But anyway, I thought, well, you know, here she was right out in the middle of, you know, praise. And, I, and so Rita and I talked about that, and we were saying, and, and she brought this up. She pointed this out to me, and I had a witness in my heart. She said, you know, I've noticed people in our store just walking around singing and praising and stuff. And, like, it's, it's something's different is what I'm pointing out. Something is different. And she said, you know, I think it has to do with us having a righteous president. It's like it freed something up. Hallelujah. And did y'all notice also our nation is rising up with a big intolerance for immorality? All of a sudden, we're not tolerating some things we were even tolerating two and three years ago. Well, two and three years ago, we had a president who was not being moral. And now we got the leader of the nation is moral, and we're wanting morality. Amen? Hallelujah. So we're going to pray along those lines. Um, uh, so concerning our nation, let us pray daily that righteousness, truth, and justice shall prevail in America. And then in Job 22, it talks about decreeing. There is a spiritual principle of decreeing. I don't think a lot of people are using this principle. This is one of those strategies from the Word of God that most people don't know about. Job 22, 28. It says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. We need to pray, but when we don't need to stop short after we, when we pray and then we decree. Amen? In other words, if we just said, Oh, Father, we just thank you. Uh, like, let's, let's just pretend we were having an election and, and let's say we were going to elect a new mayor or something in Tuscaloosa. I don't, I mean, I don't, we're not. So I'm trying to get something we're not doing right now. Anyway, uh, and we, could, we would say, we would pray, and we would say, Father, give us a righteous mayor in Tuscaloosa. Okay? But then we need to take the next step. We may need to decree. I decree we have a righteous mayor in Tuscaloosa. And see, so do y'all see how many times sometimes we're, it's like we're taking the first step, but we need to take that second step and decree a thing. And you need to do it too. Father, I thank you. I ask you for $10 this week to pay my kids' lunches. I decree I have the money to pay for my kids' lunches. Father, I ask you for the money for my car payment. Thank you, Lord. Now, I decree I have the money for my car payment. I decree if you pray for a house, I decree I have that house. I decree. You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So let us pray daily that righteousness, truth, and justice shall prevail in America, decreeing America shall be saved. Let us pray daily for revival in the church of America, decreeing the church shall arise for her God-appointed destiny. Amen. 
Praise God. Let let us pray daily for America, decreeing, listen to this one, there shall never be another successful terrorist attack on or in the United States of America. There shall never be another successful terrorist attack on or in the United States of America. You say, well, I don't know if we can do that. We didn't prevent the first ones that happened. That's because the church was asleep and the churches woke up. Amen. The church, the, the sleeping giant has woke up. And there's some little, I don't know, there's some fairy tale story where there's a giant and they have all these little cords wrapped around him. I don't really know the story. But I know when that giant wakes up, you know, he breaks off all those. Hallelujah. And the sleeping giant, the, the church, the devil thought he had us whooped. He did. He thought he had the church in America whooped. But the sleeping giant has risen up. Amen. So hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, let us pray daily for President Bush, decreeing he will not be alarmed by disquieting news. His mind is trusting resolutely in the Lord. That's Psalm 112:7. Pray that God's wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding, and counsel will prevail in every thought and decision. Let us pray daily for our leaders, President George W. Bush and his family, Vice President Dick Cheney and his family, the President, Cabinet members and advisors, our military, the 535 members of Congress, the nine Supreme Court justices. And we pray and decree that the Supreme Court justices and all the judicial system in America is moving to the right. Because one of the problems we've had in America is liberal judges. And the, the judges are moving to the right. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's going to be popular. I'll just prophesy this. It's going to be popular to be righteous, popular to be Christian. It's going to be popular to pray. All governing officials across this nation, state and local leaders, all law law enforcement officers. And let's pray for our governor, Governor Bob Riley. Let's pray for him that God gives him a a plan full of wisdom to bring Uh, Alabama into prosperity. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. One reason Alabama's poor is because they talk about how poor they are all the time. Every newscast, I like ABC 3340 because I like the newscasters on there. A lot of them are Christians. But I'm telling you, every newscast is about how poor Alabama is. And how they got to cut back at the schools and how they got to lay off all, all these teachers and how they got a deficit in Jefferson County. And, you know, amen. We need to quit speaking it. But I know, you know, they're just, they're trying to just report. So I'm not condemning them, but I'm just saying we need to, at least one thing we can do is not agree with them. Amen. We can, we can counteract. Hallelujah. Well, I saw something today. I thought, I'm going to show y'all this picture. I don't know if you can see it, but y'all can pass it around. Because they don't show you these things on CNN. But here's a picture of a, a soldier being baptized in the desert sand in Kuwait City, Wednesday, March 12, 2003. He's getting baptized out in the sand. Reminded me of the Ethiopian eunuch and how uh, Philip, Philip baptized him found a little puddle of water. They dug a hole here. Looks like they lined it with plastic, filled it with water, and put him down in it. Hallelujah. Y'all pass that around and look at it because I want you to see news that's not on CNN because they don't tell you these. They don't tell you about revival. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. 
Mm. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, you know, you can get messed up when you try to go too many directions at once. So what we need to do now is we need to pray these things we've said about our nation. And before we pray anything else, because if I give you other things to pray, amen. So we'll pray that, and we'll, we'll, and, and you know, that fits Scripture, because Timothy says, first of all, first, before you pray other things, doesn't he? For, that we pray for our leaders. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if Kevin will play, let's stand up and pray. Hallelujah. I've given you a lot of stuff to pray for our nation. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's see what else we're going to do tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Do you have anything concerning praying for Pastor Buzzy that we were... Thank you, Jesus. Let's just pray a second and just see what what direction we're supposed to go next. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I pray. I believe I know what to do. Um, I want us to, I want to feed you a little bit tonight. And then we'll pray for our meetings. We've been praying for two nights for our meetings. And we'll pray again tomorrow night for our meetings. And then we'll probably pray some on Sunday night too. And uh, our meetings actually start with Pastor Buzzy next Monday night at 7. Tuesday night at 7. Wednesday night at 7. I need to meet this. I'll make a little announcement first. I need to meet right after church with the ladies that are going to help me serve on Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning. And if you uh, would like to volunteer to help serve, and uh, I, I would appreciate it because I could still use at least one more on Wednesday, on Tuesday. And uh, so that would be a, a blessing. Also, we're still believing God for someone to work with sound, at least on one of the days. And I believe the ushers, we have that covered. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> then also to announce uh, that Sunday night after church, I want to meet just for a few minutes. It won't take 10, 15 minutes with uh, those that are going to be working in VBS, Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School is going to be every Sunday night in June. If you would like to volunteer to help with either refreshments or games or just say, hey, I'll go back there and be an assistant, well, uh, then let me know. And uh, we've got a good plan. We've got a Holy Ghost plan. God's given us a plan for VBS. Amen. And I believe it's going to be a blessing. I know it's going to be a blessing. God's plans always are. Tonight, I want to give you, just get, give, teach for a few minutes and feed you a little bit. Because you've got to have some food to go through the rest of the week. And uh, I've titled this tonight, Little Known Kingdom Strategies. You know, sometimes there's scriptures that are very important that we hardly ever get to. And that a lot of Christians really don't know are there. I mean, if I had a raising of hands right now, I bet that a lot of you would say, you know, I really didn't know that that scripture was in Job. Or if you did know it, you may have forgot and just know I have, I kind of slipped away from that. I had not been using that as a kingdom strategy. That is one, that is a kingdom strategy, Job 22:28, that for you to decree a thing and it will be established. Amen. And so it's a little-known kingdom strategy. Hallelujah. And so we're going to have several little-known kingdom strategies tonight. And the first one, let me get my Amplified Bible over here. Praise God. My 
three favorite Bibles, four favorite Bibles, excuse me. <laughs> you can be seated, Kevin. Uh, the King James Bible, <coughs> of course, is what I go, and then I like the Amplified. I like the New Living Translation, not the Living Bible, but the New Living Translation, and uh, then the Message uh, the Message Bible. And so some of these scriptures will be from all of those. But in Jeremiah 33, 3, from the, hallelujah, from the Amplified Bible. And so if you don't have the Amplified Bible with you, just listen. It, sometimes it's better just to listen, especially when the Amplified's concerned. Some people call it the multiple choice Bible because there's so many different words to choose from. <laughs> Jeremiah 33, 3. God says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of and understand. Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of and understand. You know, that's a little-known kingdom strategy. God says if we will call to him, he will show us things. He will show us things that we don't know. He will show us things that are fenced in and hidden, hidden things. You know, God knows everything, and there are hidden things. Amen? He'll show us things to help us. One th he always shows us things in the light of prayer and redemption. He never shows us things to condemn people or to make people look bad. But also, He shows us things, uh, you know, where... Uh, so we know what we're dealing with and what we're up against. I know one time when we lived in Seminole concerning a particular situation and there was some persecution uh, coming towards us, he showed us that uh, he, he spoke the word homosexual to me. And I realized that I was we were dealing in that situation with a homosexual, the person in a, in a homosexual situation, and it helped us to understand why they were fighting us. You know, and so he didn't, he doesn't show us to, to, but he shows, he, he has to help us, doesn't he? Amen. I know uh, one time he got me up, he's in the middle of the night. I had a friend I thought was a friend. There's nothing like having a friend that's really an enemy. Amen. That is not fun. But I was, he got me up in the middle of the night, woke me up. And he, he spoke a scripture to me that I was not, oh, I was not familiar with. He was, Second Samuel chapter 15, he said. And I, that was, I, I have only two or three times have I ever heard the Lord speak a scripture to me. And that was, I think, the very first time. He said, 2 Samuel chapter 15. And so I thought, well, wonder what that is. And so I went and looked, and it was Absalom and David. You know how Absalom tried to take the throne from his father, David. And I argued with the Lord. And I said, no, she's not Absalom. How many of you know God knows what he's talking about? I learned not to argue with the Lord. Amen. I learned not to try to tell him what people were, that he looks on the heart. And I was just looking on the outward. And sure enough, in just a few days, it began to play out just like that. Hallelujah. So God wants to show us things to come, not always negative things. Amen. He likes to, he likes to show us things to bless us. He can, one time, uh, we were believing God for a minivan. I, I, I can't, don't have time to explain to you why we wanted a minivan. But, but at that time, we needed one. And so, uh, I'm, I don't need one now. And uh, anyway, uh, 
So pastor was in the shower and God showed him how to get the minivan because financially it wasn't, you know how we always are believing for something we really can't have in the natural. But he showed him how to get it. So he's going to show us how to get blessings. Amen. How to get things into our lives. Amen. If we'll call unto him, he will show us things. John says that he will show us things to come. That we might be prepared for the future. There's nothing like being prepared. There's nothing like being prepared. Amen. There's nothing worse than being unprepared. And so we need to call unto Him. We need to believe Him. And we need to actively say, Lord, thank You for showing me things to come. I, one of the things I've always prayed when I was raising my kids was, Lord, thank You that You show me things to come concerning my children that I might readily prepare them for the future. See, we're responsible as parents to prepare our kids for the future. So we need God to show us things to come. We need to quit trying to tell God what our kids are going to be and let God tell us what they're going to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we could be preparing them for the wrong thing. And, and it says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, fenced in and hidden, which you do not know. I like this. It says, Do not distinguish and recognize. You know, sometimes the, something is obvious, but we're just not, the, we're not recognizing it. We're not distinguishing it. Do you know what I'm saying? God needs to point it out to us. He needs to get a, His little Holy Ghost highlighter out and highlight things for us. Amen? Have knowledge of God and recognize, which we do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of and understand. Sometimes we know things, but we don't understand it. Amen? God, needs, God wants to point out to us what we don't understand. Hallelujah? So we need to be cognizant of that. And He gave a condition. He gave a condition there, didn't he? He said, you got to call for these things. Amen? So I'm always now actively believing him for uh, him to show me things to come. Hallelujah. And you know, he will, I've told this story quite a few times, but he will show us things uh, to help our children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. He will show us things. I like to tell my children, don't do anything wrong. The Holy Spirit will show me. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't know if he really would have. And I don't know if they believed it. He would have. <laughs> well, I, I know. <laughs> How, I know one thing. He will when it's in their best interest to do it. He will when you can do something about it. One time I, the, I, told, I, I really got mad at God. I, only one time. I, not up mad, upset. I was like, God, why didn't you show me so I could have done something about it? So I could have stopped it. That's what I said. And he spoke up and he said, what makes you think you could have stopped it if I couldn't? And I went, okay, yes, sir. And he also told me, he said, you would have tore up your church trying to. So, you know, we got to let him show us what he wants to show us, too. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But Karen and Kevin are believers that God's going to show their mother. Anyway, she's got her bluff in on you anyway. Whether it's true or not, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know we used to have this little kid in Christian school, not one of mine, but he used to say, I can't get away with anything. <laughs> God was always showing Miss Debbie or his mother or somebody what he was doing. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And it was always something, too. You'd think he'd quit doing it, but he didn't. Hallelujah. So God wants to show, the New Living Translation says, remarkable secrets about what is going to happen. Remarkable secrets about what is going to happen. Now, let me say this in light of this scripture. Say, let's say God shows us something bad. See, God always works in light of redemption. So when God shows us something bad, like for instance, uh, when, let's say you see an explosion. And you don't want to go around saying, oh man, they're going to have an explosion out at B.F. Goodrich. In other words, enforcing it with your words. No, if he showed you an explosion at B.F. Goodrich, he's showing it to you in light of redemption. What you need to do, you either need to decree it or stop it. If it's positive, decree it. If it's negative, if John, if, if take John 10, 10 and put over it, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. If you put John 10, 10 over it and it's stealing, killing, and destroying, then you're to stop it. Because he's showing you in light of redemption. Amen? Hallelujah. That's right. Praise God. So either decree it or stop it when you see something. Man, if you see somebody handing Miss Debbie a check for a million dollars, decree it. Decree a thing and it shall be established. Say, yes, I agree with that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. That man, that woman, whoever I saw, you know, is obeying God. Hallelujah. Y'all see what I'm saying? But if you see somebody putting a firebomb at my house, you stop it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't be... See, we can't... You know, we always pray in the light of redemption. Don't ever pray anything bad on somebody. Amen? It'll come back on you. Woo! And don't even ever speak anything bad. Don't ever say, well, if he don't quit eating so much, he's going to have a heart attack. Now, why would you want to speak that? Amen? Amen. If you don't quit paying them matches, kid, you're going to burn yourself. If you run out in the street, you're going to get run over. I always said, my kids, I told my kids, don't go in the street or I'm going to bust your hiney. But I said to the Lord in private, if they, no matter what they do, if they go in the street, they ain't getting run over. Amen. It don't matter what they do. And, and, you know, I had to do that because they were doing some things I didn't know about. And God didn't show me either. They was playing in the, 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 what do you call that drain? Storm drain under the street. And I didn't know it. And they didn't tell me till they was grown. But I was praying Psalm 91. And so I guess that the Lord said she's got it covered. Amen. Praise God. Uh, the... Uh, Praise, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Philippians 2, 4, 6. A little known kingdom strategy. You'd think we'd know this one. It's in the New Testament. Praise God. Y'all do read the New Testament, don't you? Once in a while. Philippians 4, 6. Philippians, I don't know if I was going to read this in the King James or the Amplified. I didn't write it down. Yeah, I did Amplified. Philippians 4, 6 had it covered up there. Let your speech at all times be gracious, pleasant, and winsome, seasoned as it were with salt. No, I'm in Colossians. That, that was good, but it's not Philippians. 
I thought, well, that don't sound right. Okay, Philippians 4, 6. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. I know that most people don't know this scripture because I see a lot of people fretting and worrying and having anxiety. Do not fret or, 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 or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything. Say that everything with me. Everything. By prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. I, I don't think really most Christians know this scripture. They don't practice it. Christians worry. Christians worry so much that they have to take uh, worry pills. You know, whatever they give you for anxiety and worry. And uh, they have anxiety. And he said, we're not supposed to have anxiety about anything. He didn't exempt, well, you know, but, you know, other, here's a few things that you ought to be anxious about. Like getting laid off and, you know, well, if you don't have any money or if you don't have any food in the house, you ought to, hallelujah. No, there's no, there's no exception. Well, if you don't have the money for your uh, uh, electric bill. You know, the, when you just boil it down, we don't believe the Bible if we're fretting and worrying about those kind of things. Because he gave us a long speech, Jesus himself did in Matthew, about the sparrows. And how much more value we were than the sparrows. Hallelujah. Isn't that the truth? we got to make a decision, don't we? To decide, we, do we really believe the Word of God? And if we really believe it, we need to be acting on it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. And he said, uh, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. And this is a kingdom strategy, y'all. This is You know why it's a kingdom strategy? Because this is faith. When you refuse to have anxiety about anything, and you know, that means that, you know, if your kids are living like hell, you go ahead and have a good life. I know people that just like shut down and it's like, well, we can't go to a party because my kids, I'm worried about my kids. I'm, I'm, and so I couldn't, it would be wrong for me to enjoy myself. And, and, and really, if we're going to, we have to go on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is faith. I will agree it's faith. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests. You know, how many times are we just not making definite requests? You know, we sing a song, tell him what you want. Uh, amen. But how many times are we really not taking the time to get down there and say, God, this is what I want? Or how, many, you know, or how many times are we just being general? You know, you, the refrigerator breaks down and we just kind of hope it all works out. Well, no, this is what I want. Amen. This is what I want, making a definite request. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is what I want. Uh, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving. How many of you are thanking God? Hallelujah. Are you thanking God for what you've asked for? Thank you, Lord. After you've, after you've made those definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Hallelujah. So we ought to be doing these kingdom strategies, hadn't we? I think we can do one more at least. Hallelujah. Oh, and this is one of my favorite. Isaiah 41.10. Not too long ago, I gave you all a big spill on Isaiah 41.10. 
But this is a kingdom strategy. And it's little known. I know it's little known because I looked for this scripture for 12 years and couldn't find it. Finally, God gave it, showed it to me. Isaiah 41.10. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. There, if you don't have an Amplified Bible, this scripture is so important to me out of the Amplified that you ought to ask somebody that does to copy it off for you just so you can carry it around in your other Bible because you just don't get the full impact of this scripture in any other Bible but the Amplified. So ask somebody to copy it for you. There's two scriptures in the Amplified Bible that I feel that strongly about. And this is one of them. Fear not, there is nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. There's absolutely nothing to fear. For I am with you. Do we believe it? Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed. Amen. For I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. I, I want to stop right there a minute and camp. You need to believe God to be tough, to be hardened to difficulties. I, I just see so many people in the body of Christ that are so weak in their mind and their emotions. Just letting things devastate them. Now, I can understand the world being weak in the mind and weak in their emotions. But we're in the body of Christ. We know the answer. We know the end from the beginning. Amen? Praise God. I don't understand people getting wiped out, even by bad things. You say, well, that's not very compassionate. Oh, I don't like bad things. But we need to be, we need to be tough, not, not hard-hearted, but toughened by the Holy Ghost to difficulties. Where difficulties don't devastate us. And I could, that could be anything from getting an unexpected bill. That you're just not devastated anymore by an unexpected bill. Amen? You're not devastated by an, something breaking down at your house. Amen? We got to get hardened to difficulties. Amen? I, I, that, that ought to tell us something. There's going to be some difficulties. Until we get the devil locked up for that thousand years, folks, there's going to be difficulties. He's the cause of all of them. Amen? Hallelujah. And he, he's not looking at you and going, well, you know, I, I know sometimes people are thinking, well, maybe if I just lay low, he won't notice me and, and he'll leave me alone. No. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I, I want to see people. I want to see people strong emotionally. I want to see people that no matter what their family members do, it don't it don't tear them all to pieces and them lose three months of their life. And you know, just you know, there's only one person you can control. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I want. I want to see strong Christians. Amen. I want to see strong Christians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So many times we're not strong just because we don't ask Him to make us strong. We don't say, Lord, I ask you to harden me to difficulties. He said He would. We don't call on the Lord uh, for what He said He would do. We don't call on the Lord to comfort us. I'm so amazed at people that go through a sad situation. Maybe something sad happens in their family. Something that shouldn't happen. The devil got in. You know, I'm amazed when people don't call on the comforter. 
Amen. He said, I'll be your comforter. Amen. You know, this heart, if it's to stay right, it, 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 it can't carry grief. It can't carry. It, it, I don't like the way sadness feels. I don't like the way some, when something hurts my heart, I don't like the way that feels. You know what I do? I just say, just like pain in my foot, I don't like how it feels. And I say, oh, God, take it away. When I feel pain in my heart, I mean, I'm talking about my spiritual heart. In other words, something grieves my heart, something hurts my heart. I say, oh, God, take it away. Jesus, you bore my grief and carried my sorrows. I don't want to carry this around. It's going to affect my walk. It's going to affect my faith. It's going to, it's, you know, it will, you know, if you carry it. Amen. And Jesus bore it for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You do not have an obligation to grieve. You know, that is like a tradition of men. Like, you know, they, it's like you are looked down on if you don't go through this grief thing. Well, I'm not going there. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't care what my... Daddy does. I don't care. I mean, I love them. I don't. I want them. I want the best for them. But I'm not going there. I'm not going there, y'all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all see what I'm saying? Hallelujah. But you know, we've made it into a a tradition. Some people, even more than others, where they even in Jesus' day, they hired mourners. Remember? And they do that now. I mean, I was listening about how they do it in New Orleans. Man, it's a production. It's a production. They pay people to walk up and down the street and groan and do all sorts of strange things. Amen? Well, those are traditions. And the Bible says Jesus bore these things for us. We need to be hardened to difficulties. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I like to see the church get tough. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you know what hardened to difficulties means is that when something's difficult, it just don't feel difficult. Have you ever been there where you went, I don't know how we did that. I have. I've looked back on things and said, how would we do that? How would we endure that? We looked back on moving to Alabama. And just, uh, you know, it's like, I don't know how. Sometimes it's like, how did we do that? How did we step out there in faith? It's like we were riding on something that wasn't us. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants to harden you to difficulties. Uh, Isaiah 41.10. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Oh, I, he wants to be a help to us. He wants in every area. So we're carrying things we shouldn't be carrying. We're carrying things that human beings shouldn't carry. That the human psyche is not capable of carrying. You can't carry the burden of 911. You can't carry, some people have tried to carry that. People today that just because of 911, they can't get out of the house now. They can't, they are, did you know, do you hear these people on TV talking sometimes? Their whole life has been devastated by 911. Why? Because the human psyche, the human psychological makeup is not designed to carry this kind of pain, this kind of grief, this kind of tragedy. Amen? You've got to let God carry it. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up. Amen? Well, you know, some people let God hold them up to a certain extent, like the, he'll let them hold them up 
well, you know, we made it through, and I know God was with us, but how about letting him hold you up to the point of being victorious? You know, he'll hold you up as high as you'll let him hold you up. Amen? So, so let's let him hold us up high. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says high above, far above. That's what it says, far above, far above. That's where we got to walk in this world, far above all the principalities and powers and all the junk and trash of this world. Where? Far above. Amen? Far above. It don't even touch us. Now, the world might say, boy, they're hard-hearted. Look. They didn't get all bent out of shape and upset. And they didn't see they are, their heart. No, they just don't understand. They don't understand. We're not hard-hearted. We're walking far above. And we're not grieving like the world grieves because we already know the end. We know what's on the other side. We know that we're, that we're, the, that we're just passing through here. Amen. Hallelujah. We know about the reward over there. We know the glories of heaven. We know that the Bible says it's far better. Not a little bit better than earth. Far better. We know that the Bible says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That would just be so cruel to say, Oh, don't go be with Jesus. Come be with me. Who would want to be with you when they could be with Jesus? Who would want to be with me if they could be with Jesus? Amen. Hallelujah. Huh? Thank you, honey. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. He knows where his bread's buttered. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you. Well, you know, Jesus. Uh, Paul said, I have a desire to go, but to stay is better for you. So we're all making sacrifices for each other. We're staying for each other, aren't we? Amen. We're actually staying to get our job done. Staying to get our destiny completed. Amen. We got our destiny through. We ought to take off. And you don't have to get sick to die, remember? You die by departure. You don't die by sickness. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we'll stop there. We, got, we can do some more on Sunday night or something or sometime. Hallelujah. Praise God.